0: I'm Alex Semenzato, and this is a SImo podcast. This episode is presented by Zupa. Zupa is an online community and collaboration platform for video production, screenwriters, directors of photography, and anyone that is looking to create narrative within film. As a freelance filmmaker, it can be extremely difficult to break into the industry and work with recognized brands. And Zupa closes that gap by allowing individual creators and boutique production companies to work with such brands with the support of the Zupa team. If you're a creator and you'd like to learn more, please visit zuper.com for more details. what's up everyone how are you i hope you're having a fantastic day and an even better week welcome back for another episode in this episode we're speaking with brendan walsh brendan is a writer of screenplays a director and an editor of commercials and films and one of three partners in production company oak leaf media Oakleaf solves communication problems with creativity and develops intellectual properties. Oakleaf really likes movies and TV, and their favorite thing is to partner with other production companies and freelancers to create media. In this episode, we discuss what you do when you're stuck for ideas, why it can be important to watch more than seven movies a week. We learn the ins and outs of making a documentary for a local oyster farm. We did touch on the topic that's close to Oakleaf's hearts about how you can make videos for nonprofits and we discussed what they're excited about for the future and the importance of collaboration. I really enjoyed this episode speaking to Brendan and it's great to get insight into Oakleaf media and I hope you enjoy it. Thanks a lot for listening and see you next week. Hey Brendan, what's up? Hey man, not much. How you doing over in London? Yeah, I'm doing doing really well. Whereabouts are you located right now?
1: Right now, I am sitting in my office in Tuckerton, New Jersey. Nice. Uh, it's on the East Coast. It's like most people, you know, we're about two, one and a half to two hours from New York and about an hour and a half from Philly. Uh, but most people identify us with Long Beach Island. That's... Uh, yeah. Do you have that Absolutely. as a bumper
0: sticker, the <laughs> yeah, <timing> that, destination? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's
1: what we, yeah, I have two stickers at yeah, exactly. 1.5 from Phil at FPHL.
0: <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And, uh, how, how you surviving? You, you're good in the quarantine crisis.
1: We're all good, man. Yeah. Business has been very steady. Everybody sort of needs content right now, which is a good thing, yeah. but, uh, you know, it's it's just a strange time. We're kind of we've we've started uh, foraying into virtual reality and oh, okay. you know doing a lot of motion graphics heavy stuff. So less you know going out with the crew and a lot more uh, pushing pixels around on the computer screen.
0: <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, yeah. Look forward to exploring that more in the discussion. But as always, we'd love to start with some icebreakers. So let's get started. Favorite destination you have visited.
1: Favorite destination I've ever... Uh, my father is from Newfoundland, Canada. Oh, nice. And that is the best place in the world to visit. Uh, not only for the landscape, like it's... It, I haven't been to Ireland, but to me, it feels like what Ireland would probably feel like. <laughs> but the people, the people there are s- the best
0: people that I've ever meet, met. It's, it's so a big uh, fishing community, right? That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah I used to it, have a Newfoundland dog. Uh, and I always, uh, like, Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So that's Web that's feet. it. It's gotta be Newfoundland. <laughs> okay. Um, analog or digital? Digital, man. Nice. Yep, all the way. Favorite color?
1: Uh, you know what? I growing up I always said forest green. So I'm gonna have to stick with that. But I feel like lately I've been into like some more pastel watercolor style stuff. But you know, forest green. For, okay for child of nice. me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, you have a room, a desk and a car, which do you clean first? <laughs> the desk. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Tidy, tidy desk, tidy mine. <laughs> um, you own a bar. What would be the house drink? Ooh. Um... Hot toddies, <laughs> hot toddies. Yeah, <laughs> that's that. That's the first on this podcast. It's a, it's a low, it's You're like a very low key. Sick, like you have yeah, like a weird yeah, flu yeah, just recommending
1: no. it. It was like, I actually play music out at bars. As a little fun fact, but oh, cool. Uh, my well, that, the yeah. next
0: question is the lastly a fun fact about you. So hey, you there's story. my
1: fun fact. Yeah, yeah, my fun fact is I write music and I play music. But my, oh, nice. um, I get teased a lot by my business partners because my um my core audience is like women over. 50 (laughs) you know that's like the that's my style which is great um but yeah that would be my bar it would probably be called hot toddies as well
0: (laughs) nice what kind of what kind of music do you play what what instrument
1: i play guitar uh i play with my brother he does he plays uh all kinds of stuff multi-instrumentalist but he does like percussion and we do you know singer-songwriter stuff um kind of in the vein of like james taylor or paul simon cool
0: yeah it's fun nice and what you do that you is it just locally to you or yeah? It's how, a how far in between the one and a half mile, one to three hours or whatever? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <traveling. laughs>
1: we played in Philly once and the drive was too long. So yeah, we're, we're, we live in like a vacation area, you know, tourism is one of our biggest industries, maybe our biggest industry here. So uh, we do the summertime gig uh, a couple times a month, you know, it's just fun for us. Awesome. Uh, I've been doing a lot of live streams lately though, which is awesome.
0: Nice. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for, Taking the time to speak with me today on the podcast, it's great to have you. Uh, I think we're going to focus on learning more about your creative journey and all things Oakleaf Media. Um, I'm super interested to learn more. Uh, You've been an avid creator on the Zupa platform and and the guys can speak highly enough of you there. So excited to to chat. So I think we'll kick things straight off and uh, yeah, tell us about Oak. Leaf Media and uh, kind of how you got to where you're at.
1: So I have two partners, and uh, we went to high school together. We all grew up in this area here in South Jersey, and uh, we we sort of drifted apart. My partner Dave was a music producer, prolific producer, did hundreds of bands um, out of his own studio, and he he toured the country with his band. Uh, My other partner Kyle went to the Art Institute of Philly, and he started working um, as a digital media specialist at uh, this, the Mütter Museum, which is like a medical oddities museum, very strange place, very cool. Um, so he kind of got their YouTube channel launched when, you know, it wasn't as much of a thing for people. Um, and I went to the Art Institute of Pittsburgh and, uh, started just doing freelance out there. And we all at the same time, this was, God, I don't know, maybe like a decade ago now, um, contests, video contests just started cropping up as, uh, you know, a marketing, it was, it was sort of a lark, you know, like um, there were a couple of them online. Uh, I'm guessing agencies were like, let's see if we can get a lot of content versus, you know, this major spend on one production company doing this thing. Why don't we put out the the call and get like a lot of DIY user-generated content? Um, so I saw that and I was, I was in college at the time and my mom helped me get my first camera, like a DVX, uh, tape, you know, like mini DV tape camera, which was sick at the time. It was like the thing. Um, yeah. and I started doing these contests, but I was, I was very strategic about it and it sort of became my job before I left college. Um, you know, cause there were, you could find little dinky contests for like you could win 1500 bucks and, there's like 10 entries and it's done tomorrow. And I'm like, all right, I've got a day. There's, there's
0: a prize to be won here. So, but what kind of, what kind of, what give me a flavor of like what the contests were? Like what was the the briefs or what kind of, what was it? So the first one,
1: the first one I ever won was for a, uh, a musician, like a band, Um, this female band that one of my like old high school teachers was friends with. And they had, they were like, make a music video for us. I think they had three submissions. And yeah, I had, like, this uh, this horrible video. Like, the song had a lot of O's in it. And I remember, like, panning over, like, <laughs> Cheerios, like, during the O's. Like, it was it was like that, you know? That's cool, yeah. and, and I won, like, 500 bucks. Nice. It was, like, $500, dude. I lived in the projects, like, it, you know, during in college. And it yeah. was, like, you know, it was the thing. <laughs> uh, so then I, you know, I just kept doing these little ones. And the, the first big one I won um, was... I think it was for, uh, like apartments.com or one of those kind of things. And they were like, um, you know, what would your house say if your house could talk? And I do th- did this, uh, commercial out of my rental house. That was like all the couch cushions were like kind of rigged to like speak. And I, I won, I think I won like 10 grand and it was like mind blowing for me, you know, at the time, yeah. like $10,000. And I, I was like, that's a, that's a job, man. um, so then I won, uh, and I say I, but I had help, you know, at every stage of the, the process with, with other people. And, and especially then my, my partner, Kyle started jumping in. Um, I won something for Arby's that was like be in one of their commercials and you get a year's worth of Arby's <laughs> oh, wow. was, like, yeah, was, was horrible for my health, but, yeah. <laughs> um, it was actually like a, uh, like a SAG acting gig to be in the commercial. And you're a SAG credit, you know. Um, so it was my first time getting residual payments, which I knew nothing about, but that beyond anything else kind of blew my mind. I had been working at uh, movie stores, uh, sidebar my favorite job that I've ever had. <laughs> like working at the working at the movie store for like, you know, several years. R.I.P. Um, blockbuster. I know, man. I was I was at like a Hollywood video and then like a couple years later I went to a family video, but it was like right as the curve, it was like starting to tank and they were very corporate and these residual payments started coming in. I was like, you know, these checks, I think the first one might have been like $7,000. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I didn't know. I didn't know I was, <laughs> was going to get paid for Arby's, wow. but dude, they didn't stop coming for, cause they ran that commercial national for, or maybe, yeah, I guess they're, they're national, but they ran it for, I don't know, six to 12 months. And I got, wow. they, you know, the, the checks started getting lower and lower, but they came for, I want to say like five months and, and started tapering off down to, you know, maybe there were a couple hundred bucks, but again, I was, it was literally shocking to open up that envelope, not even knowing that I was owed this thing. And I was like, there's, there's a career for me here. Um, and I had already known that, but so that, you know, and then around that same time, my partner, Dave, who was doing music was like, Oh man, they're making money doing this. We were, we lived, I still lived in Pittsburgh. So he started doing contests out here he won a couple um you know and enter enter zupa and some of the other larger agencies that were like okay there's a business model in in this contest thing or in this brief you know as it's kind of morphed into um so dave started doing them and that's when we all kind of partnered up and was like you know it was a thing
0: and so what would you say is kind of the mission of oakley like do you have certain kind of projects that you work on or is there a mission that you guys kind of work towards
1: when we started out we were sitting in my partner's uh kitchen his parents had passed away and he he was in that empty house and we were all over there it was kind of our first business meeting and we had like this uh one of those those things they give you at the diner like a placemat from the diner um <laughs> like a piece of paper that's like all we had for paper and it was flipped over and we sketched out this movie that we would love to make this movie called Felix. And it was like, we should, we should be making movies. We want to do that. We want to, we love this craft. Um, the contests are a way for us to get by. Um, but we should keep that as our focus. And that's, that's why we started. And to this day, it's been a very long and difficult journey realizing that that's a terrible business model for, (laughs) for for a couple of dudes who live in the woods and like, you know, uh, but we haven't let go of that and I, and we'll never let go of it because we can't. So that's, that's why we exist. And, uh, you know, I can dive deeper into that, but that's, you know, we still try to split our time between our client work and our, even our other little passion things like music and that we, we always make time for those, for stories. Um, you know, that, that, that format of storytelling visuals.
0: And what was like, you know, coming together the, the the focus of those projects i mean what, what what is the creative process for you guys are you selective, or is it is it just you know ha, ha. Yeah. tell me that process the, so
1: in terms of our out of our head creativity you know like straight from straight from our minds to the page the process is a whole lot of you know it always starts with a phone call that's like hey i know we don't need another project and you're gonna hate me that's the thing we say <laughs> I know we don't need another project and you're going to hate me, but check out this idea. It would be a, um, you know, a comedy like the hangover meets this. And then we pitch, you know, the process is always, we're literally in a constant state of pitching each other. Yep. Um, it's a terrible feedback loop because we love, you know, like we love terrible movies also. (laughs) So we're like, (laughs) there's no, there's like, there's no bad ideas in that feedback loop. So it kind of gets us stuck. Um, but the process is we pitch each other. We find sort of like the log line of, you know, either a, a documentary, a TV idea or a feature idea or, or a short, you know, we do a lot of shorts, but I say a lot. And of course I mean like three. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> we, you know, we, once we get past that pitch phase, we think a little bit on our own individually about what would those story beats be? Like most, most importantly, how does this movie end? And when we have the ending, then we come together and we do story blocking, uh, which is literally our favorite thing to do in the whole entire world. And, you know, I'm so happy that we can do it as part of our job, you know, for our clients and for, um, you know, even, even for marketing campaigns, things that we're working on, but the story blocking is basically, you know, I'd say 15, uh, note cards that are the main beats of a sto- of, of the story we're trying to tell. Um, sidebar we haven't done almost anything but we are creating currently working on a podcast series that's just us breaking our own stories because we we have way more stories than we'll possibly ever write the scripts for uh, so the and we have so much fun doing it so the idea is you know just enjoy it and then maybe put it out there and see which which stories people are like yeah you should write that screenplay uh, but yeah we go from there we the, the ideas that win for us are the ones that we seem to have the most fire for and you can totally feel that when you're writing something. Um, you know, if, when the fire goes out, there's, there's no shortage of stories for us to continue working on. And the ones that burn the longest, we end up having a a feature length screenplay or a, a pilot episode. And right now we have, um, it's not much, but it's, it's a very long process for us. We have, I think, five feature screenplays written, uh, maybe three pilots. Um, a couple of treatments like feature like documentary treatments and uh and you know we have some finished uh short films and one feature length film that we were brought on to do
0: nice so the focus for you guys is really <laughs> to to do marketing productions to really fuel the the, the kind of the greater passion for, for cinema that's right?
1: it man yeah, yeah it's 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 a hard thing for us to sell because like i never you know we i've been so brand focused from the from day one i was yeah. like you know Kyle my my partner Kyle and I sat and came up with Oakleaf Media the branding and stuff like that probably 5 years I want to say before we ever launched anything because we knew at the time this is not this is the idea but we're like nowhere near what we want this to be
0: yeah so do you, do you find it difficult to balance balance it or is there synergy in the sense of like you know I can imagine you can go down a rabbit hole and just you know you just want to focus on the development of the feature stuff or short films or whatever and then but at the same time, you got to be bringing in the marketing stuff to pay the yeah. bills.
1: No, man, it's a—it's just our, our lives are constant rabbit holes. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's yeah, balance is a struggle because uh, we don't. How do I say it? We don't dislike the other work. You know, yeah, it's like yeah. you know. So there's, it, it's not like we have to do this just to get to the other end of the. It's like we love what we do in general. So. You know, we're putting we're putting some of our love into the client work. We're putting our you know into the more agency stuff, and we even have uh, we own another company, you know, a separate brand called Real Estate Cinema. Um, that's that's strictly for realtors, like you know, high end uh, photo yeah. and video productions, and and we put love into that too. You know, so it's 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 very difficult to balance. I think if you asked any of us if we had to pick one, we'd definitely be making the movies, but it's certainly not the smart decision for uh, a couple of guys. I have a family and all that stuff, you know,
0: so. Yeah, but you know what? Yeah. Like, I think you're, you're super passionate, you, you and your business partner, you know, you got, it's all about the craft or the craft, as they say. Yeah, yeah the craft. And I think, yeah. um, you know, but, so let me ask you this. Do you, uh, so, well, from an industry perspective, on a macro level, you're seeing, you know, more people banging the drum of, you know, there needs to be more, Sweat and tears being put into creativity because I think with the rise of social and stuff you know you're getting so much content it becomes so saturated that you know it's kind of uh, a breath of fresh air when you get to have your eyes pleased by a beautiful piece of content so with that said, I believe you know you're in a good place because if you've got that kind of cinematic hat on and then you're taking that approach and kind of crossing it over to your branded work uh, that sh- I can imagine makes you guys stand out uh, i I'd like to think that. And I hope so.
1: Uh, but the truth is that there, you know, it, it took me a long time to learn this, that there is definitely a place for all of that. Yeah. And, and it seems to me that the, the biggest brands, the winning brands in my mind are the brands that allow their creatives to just do something. <laughs> I'm talking like, you know, like Adidas or, yeah. you know, like sort yeah. of that super, but we tend to live in where you know we haven't hit that pinnacle to me. The pinnacle for us as an agency would be creating those uh those productions for those larger brands, which we certainly have had that opportunity through Zupa. That's why I'm like super grateful, yeah. Um, but I think where we tend to live are there, there's also like a space for utility videos, like people just generally consumers just like need to know stuff sometimes, and you yeah. know, like, yeah, you know, but I think uh, there's utility
0: like, or there's like you. Ut- there's utility and then there's like utility done well and I think now you're starting to see you know rather than me telling me like a I don't know a PSA like using some crappy animation you know you could Mm -hmm. do it in like a really creative way and maybe it's a 3D animation or something like that you know yeah you're starting to see you know that that evolve
1: I I totally agree um but that you know Again, like just to flip that coin, I just love, I love like disagreeing with people. That's my Oh, I love it thing. too. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you know, there's, there's also like, there's totally a time and place for the crappy animation. And I think where I'm, you know, where my head's at is like, if something is going to work for the thing that you need, you know, yeah. as a brand, like I need X person to do X thing there, you know, it might just be a phone video where you're sitting in your office. Like it might be the worst type of production, quote unquote, from You know, like, just do the thing that's going to work for the goal. Uh Um, And and I, you know, I think we spend a lot of, we did spend a lot of time trying to force the cinematic vision. Like, what we do is cinematic and we want to tell a story. We try to force that into stuff sometimes. Um, And I see a lot of people doing that. And I'm, you know, as a consumer, I'm I'm getting to the point where I'm like, yo, make it shorter. Just like, tell me, you know, okay, for example, like, we're working for a spice company now. Like, why is this the best spice in, in six seconds? Give me that. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, I'll buy that. You
0: know. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we're trying to strike that balance. <laughs> nice. And uh in terms of like when you're working with a brand, I mean, with I guess it's always down to to a great brief, but is your creative process with working in a marketing production similar to your cinematic production or different? It's very similar. Yeah. It's um so
1: when we're when we're writing a a, a movie, we have basically we love to think of the end the climax what's the Uh, uh, emotional release basically of this film um and i don't want to like i don't think it's spoiling anything to give the the end of like star wars uh a new hope right (laughs) or like you know one of the earlier i i people are gonna be like oh my god uh if i get it wrong but you know like luke skywalker blows the death star up okay so like that's that you know that's the End of that movie. It's the same exact thing with a marketing campaign, yeah. um, but it's I need Johnny Jingle Bell, who is like eight years old, to go up to his mom and say, "Mom, I want this uh, this game." You know, like that's the Death Star. You know, so basically, yeah. like whatever that that action is, is the the intention of the piece of content. So it's like exactly the same process, but you we sort of try to fit in like. You know, what's the thing that would make, what's the piece of content that would put the idea in the person's head to do that thing? It's super manipulative, but I, you know, I kind of like love it (laughs) Yeah. because that's, you know, this is how it works for (laughs) all all of humanity's time that I know of. I'm pretty sure that's how marketing has been.
0: Yeah, that's very true. How would you, um, what would you say is your kind of solution to getting unstuck? when you're struggling for ideas? Unfortunately, uh, you just get uh, stuck. <laughs> we get, we, no, 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 no. I was going to say, we just
1: start. we start a new idea. Yeah, well, <laughs> okay. okay, That's a problem. That's definitely a problem that we have. That's a flaw that I will admit. Like I just, you know, tend to start new things, but it, it is, it, depending on your timeline, it's totally cool to like, let something go for a minute. You know, like when, when I'm stuck, I feel that it's, because I'm spinning the wheels so much on this one thing, this one story or this moment in a story. And, I'm, and I've been like working at the story and spinning my wheels. And I know everything about this story that I'm scared to just like, let it go and like walk away, take a walk or like do anything and completely forget what it is that I was stuck on. And, and, and just revamp, you know, like start fresh again from where you're at sort of. Uh, So I think it's important to just like, let it go. If you're, if you're feeling stuck, there's, there could be a good reason for it, you know, and, and maybe you just need to change your idea and that's okay too. Uh, but also, you know, we, we have an awesome system with, you know, having two partners. So there's three people that are sort of equal voiced. And, and for us, it's like whenever one of us is stuck on anything, we'll, the phone will ring and, you know, we'll, we'll say like, here's where I'm at. And, and immediately, if I call my partner Dave, I get like five really great, totally usable ideas that will get me over that hump.
0: That, um, yeah. So, so let's let's talk about that. Well, that's interesting. So, so I always love to like get down on in people's uh, inspiration process. So, mm-hmm. so with those ideas, then I like, is that is that kind of your formula? Is that what you guys do? Um, yeah, yeah,
1: I'd say that's exactly it, Dave. For for me, uh, you know, Dave's usually my sounding board in terms of story because he is of the three of us and, and literally of all the people I know, the biggest consumer of stories. Right. Um, I wish that I had his, not only his passion, but like his, you know, his dedication to, so he'll watch, I, I don't know how many movies a day, but I'm certain that he watches more than seven movies a week and, and television. And, and
0: just cause and, he enjoys them or sh- what the purpose of re- like research. It's both. Yeah. Um, okay.
1: you, and I'd say like, and it depends. And I feel, I feel like some weeks is probably a lot more cause he enjoys it and some weeks it's because he's like, he knows he has to keep consuming it. Um, you know, for, for these purposes. Uh-huh. So he, he knows he's encyclopedic, you know, in terms of story beats, you yeah. know, things that can happen in a story, uh, just because of all the things he's seen and, and the things that he, uh, has been looking at. So for, for me, it's great to have a partner like that. And, and Kyle, the same, you know, my other partner, the same thing, but you know, he, um, when I bounce things off of Kyle, it's, it tends to be a little bit more character driven. Like what would this character do in this, in this circumstance?
0: And does it go Um, like in an ideas bucket or you guys just taking your own tabs and notes or.
1: Yeah. So we have like, um, we have a running document that's just development and we try to keep the development document down to just a log line, like as minimal as we can to get the story across. And we keep like the genre, what's the genre, what's the target audience for it and the log line. And we try to obviously think of, of like movie posters. So, um, but from there I have a pretty, I'm kind of like a, a crazy person when it comes to, uh, like folders and G drive So <laughs> like a yeah. shitload of folders, like a, a shitload of folders. And I, you know, so I'll have like, um, we have a development folder that has scripts and inside the scripts folder, there's, you know, us each, each feature or television or documentary idea has its own folder. And then there's a development deck sometimes there's a pitch deck you know like a a keynote presentation or something like that and then uh if we get far enough we that um pitch deck for a show will become like a show bible document and then if we get further that show bible document will become a you know either a, a uh, final draft or a highland document that's like a screenplay format and and inside of final draft we tend to use their like beat they have like sort of a beat cards thing so you know we'll break out the beats in those cards um, and we can share those documents you know people can add to the story uh timeline so to speak that's sort of how we structure it
0: nice and so on the on the the kind of the more cinematic uh avenue do you have representation are you actively trying to sell package up shows or how do you you we're not man you know
1: what we're to be honest, we were like hyper-focused on that early on and and recognize now that everybody is, that's sort of like everyone's like, I got to get representation. Yeah. You know, I got to get into this industry and all that. And I'm like, it, it's just hilarious looking back when you there are so many people who were us, you know, we, we lived through it, who don't have a script, but have to get into the industry. <laughs> you yeah. know, like you haven't done anything and you have to get, it's like silly, you know, unless you want to be a PA or something, which we just knew we couldn't financially yeah. like take that path. so you know, where we're at now is number one, I think more than ever, you see the value in being an independent, you know, musician, whatever it is. And that's, and that's totally fine with me. And the second thing is we want to focus a lot more on telling a good story before we worry about any of the other things, because it's certainly putting the cart before the horse to get like, in my mind, to have like an agent, who can't sell anything because you haven't written anything,
0: you know? Yeah. And I think also as well, like the best person to sell is, is the people that are doing it, you know? So I guess in right. a much stronger position rather than, you know, obviously there are some good relationships that can be formed with agents and stuff. But I think, you know, especially as an independent, it's like you guys, the, the passion, the belief, and kind of the, all that, that kind of kind of gravitas that you guys have will come across so much better coming from you than from the agent.
1: Well, thank you. And you know, the more so we kind of also, We have a strategy that includes us producing our own shows and 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 films. That and we know that where we're at right now, these would probably be like lower level. Maybe like if we could get a Hulu pickup or something like that, that would be awesome. Um, But we also, you know, part of our strategy is also writing things that we know this will never be under our. You know, this is us as a writer group team, and this would be sold to somebody that could actually handle production of this scale because we're not there yet.
0: You know, do 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 festivals and stuff
1: we actually traveled to Sundance in 2018, which was like awesome for us. It was a great wow, experience. Nice. Um, we connected with uh, this group called Chicago media project. And uh, they put out, they, they um, fund a lot of amazing stuff. One of, and I think that year they had funded uh, Icarus, which won the, the Oscar year. Yeah. Um, they funded, I, I mean, I think they might've had like three uh, Oscar nominations that year. They continue to fund like the best documentaries. So, and that was around the time we produced our first feature. Um, and we were kind of, you know, really focused on a feature documentary that I wanted to make. And we were kind of, you know, pitching them on getting the funding and stuff. And again, it was feeling a lot like cart before the horse, you know, it, at least working, it, pitching them felt like they, they wanted to see you were so passionate that you were already working. Like the money wasn't even, you know, they want to fund later stage things, yeah, um, which is fully understandable. And so, you know, it was, it was a little bit eye opening in that regard. But uh, yeah, we also had some stuff in, there's an amazing festival down here by us, the lighthouse international film festival. And we've been in it, I think uh, three or four times with, with different things through the years. Um, So yeah, we, we do that route
0: too. Nice. So we've we've spoke a lot about kind of the process and what you guys have been doing from a a marketing production story. Can you tell me one of the, the kind of the projects that you're most fond of and and kind of tell us a little about what that brief was and what you guys did.
1: So the oyster farmers is a feature length film that you can watch right now on Amazon, iTunes, you know, all digital, uh, purchasing platforms. It's a, it's a small local film. Um, but I think that it does have a really big impact and I was, I was shocked by the reception that it got. Um, especially here, you know, from New York to Delaware, basically. Yeah. Uh, We were approached, uh, the director and producer had been working on the film for like four years kind of in writing and they had even shot some stuff, but it kind of fell apart. And we were approached by them and they were, they were basically like, you know, we know what we want to make this film. We know the characters, we know the arcs, we know sort of what it would take to shoot it. How much will it be? And we gave them this proposal that was like, for a feature film, very, very small, but for, you know, two independent directors and producers, it was it, you know, insane. Um, so we were we were at a crossroads at the time, and the the brief was basically like, can you follow these characters and help us tell the bigger story of the history of the oyster aquaculture demise in in this local area, which oh. is a very fascinating story. Um, and we, long story short, they couldn't get enough funding to do what we wanted, but they were able to get some funding through an amazing local uh, nonprofit organization um, called uh, Jetty Rock Foundation. Jetty is like a clothing uh, lifestyle apparel company down here that's, that's super popular. Um, So we were at a crossroads and we were like, this is, this is not bad. This is not great in terms of our, you know, time to money ratio. Like this, this might end up being a loss, um, you know, from the business perspective. But from the growth perspective, it's exactly what we want to do. Uh, so we took the project and it was like we kind of cobbled it together. But we, by the end of it, I sort of fell in love with the project. And it became, you know, at first it was like, this is their project. We're going to produce it for them. And it sort of became ours. We adopted it and we love it. And it's, uh, you know, it's our first movie, I guess you could say. First feature length, certainly. Uh, yeah. yeah, so that from brief to creation was probably like eight months, I think, for the feature. Nice. And it got a, a distribution deal uh, through Virgil Films. Um, the easiest way for me to, you know, like Virgil Films, I think releases a lot of Morgan Spurlock stuff. So they released Super Size Me um, and some other really cool documentary productions. So we, you know, we were stoked about that.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. Um, what are you excited about uh, currently? What What's in the pipeline for the future? Um, I guess... There's been some impact from COVID. You mentioned yeah. that you're kind of pivoting in a way, but yeah, tell us tell us what you're excited about.
1: There are three things I'm excited about. I'll try to go as quick as possible.
0: No, no, you have to go. The first each one. one's like really, really long. Yeah, no, no. I'm like, <laughs> all right, here we go. Plug,
1: plug, plug. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah well, and thank you. <laughs> um, the first one is, uh, you know, we just released our first little course called How to Make Nonprofit Videos. So a majority of our clients on the Oakleaf side coming up, we're, we're nonprofits. We traveled around the world for nonprofits doing videos and video is incredibly powerful for nonprofits. Not only like fundraising, but telling their story and all the, you know, all the good things. And and I feel like honestly, it's getting to a point where it's like necessary. Um, but there's, there's such a range of nonprofits, uh, or, or NGOs. I don't know what you guys call them there, but, um, yeah, yeah, same. They, uh, you know, there's, they're on nonprofit budgets, you know? And it's like, that's, that usually like sucks for a, uh, somebody that wants to get a high-end production. So a lot of people, you know, the first question is always like, how, how much does it cost? And I'm like, i like, I don't know, man. Like how much is a house? Like, where do you want to build it? How big is it? There, there are so many factors. But what I, what we decided to do here was like, maybe we can just give people the tools and whether they hire us or not, you know, I'd, I'd almost rather put ourselves out of business and let people bring their productions internal and just help that ecosystem. Cause I think, I think people understanding that you need to use video is better for us than, than in the long run, than people just not hiring us or, or people hiring us now because they can't do it. You know,
0: yeah, you're adding a vibrancy around the medium. When there it's you important. Go.
1: So that's the first thing. The second thing I'm super excited about is we just kind of signed on with a, uh, a distributor of, of marketing services. So a lot of our local, more local clients, um, they they love our productions and they know that they want them and uh you know when they do convert to customers t- for us and we finish the production they're like I love this it made me cry this is amazing what do I do with it <laughs> like yeah <laughs> uh i don't know yeah so uh it's 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 something i've always been interested in doing and we finally kind of took the plunge uh we we signed our first client um for basically like a 6 month instagram contract that's going to include uh, sort of, you know, the idea for us is if we can create content that eventually could spin into a TV production that yeah,
0: that, that could that. really,
1: you know, hold its own on on Netflix or something like that. But to start, it's this smaller brand focused uh, or at least brand sponsored thing that we have residual income for. So that you know, I'm super excited about that. We got our first client who's uh, who was very bold in in hiring us for the six month contract, and we're s- super stoked on what we're going to create for them.
0: Um, Congrats. That's cool. Thank
1: you very much. And the last one is because of COVID, we've been kind of locked away and uh I'm like about 10 to 15 pages away from a pilot uh script that I've, you know, I don't want to speak too soon, but I've never been more excited about something that I've worked on. <laughs> um and my clients are or I'm sorry, my partners are off on their own also writing scripts, so we're going to come out of this with with some new con- new material on the page that we're like you know, I'm just super thrilled about it. Well,
0: that's awesome, though, being able to, you know, use, especially for creatives, to, to be able to use, you know, this time in a in a positive way and, you know, maximize the output and spend that time on doing stuff yep. that you can come out with, come, come out and be proud of, you know? Yeah, well, you have to, man. I think it's, you know, for your sanity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. In terms of maintaining that productivity, do you have any kind of, brendan hacks you could share with creators as you got certain oh dollars are working or any kind of
1: kind of tips and tricks i'm the least productive person like you can (laughs) ask my partners like no i'm the i'm the worst person to ask um
0: (laughs) sorry i'm just i'm just uh typing to ada why did we get brendan on the podcast yeah,
1: (laughs) yeah no exactly like here's the thing i for me it is very important to have clients who set unreasonable timelines. <laughs> and, and, you know, like Zupa does this very well, unreasonable timelines. <laughs> go. Dylan's going to kill me <laughs> at Zupa. Uh, it, having a client timeline is the most important thing yeah. for me because, you know, I, I have always been a procrastinator by nature and I don't think that that's a flaw. I think that I, I leverage that when I need to it's not a good thing, (laughs) but it's also not a bad thing. You know, it's just sort of, it's, it's, it's built into me. And I, I don't know if there's a way around it. Wait, 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 hold up. So
0: are you, are you providing an excuse for your laziness? Is that what we're talking about? It's it's a great thing to be a procrastinator.
1: Um, (laughs) You know what it is? Well, you can't be that
0: much of a procrastinator if you've set up your own business and, you know, you seem like you're doing a lot of projects.
1: Thank you very much. Well, here's the thing is like, when I procrastinating on one thing, it's, it's because i'm working on something else it's because my fire is somewhere else and i'm a very like guttural kind of person like if i feel passion right now that like uh this this screenplay is in my head and there's like a couple words that got to go on the page i'm going to jump to it immediately and that's i'm not saying that's a good way to be but i find that some of the work that people have enjoyed from me the most are ones that i created lightning fast when i felt it versus like plugging away at it and pushing through the, you know, doing the hard work, which again, this is a terrible advice. <laughs> no, but that's what like I was sub- trying to
0: get to is how do you yeah. get to that flow for you to be that guttural in that guttural mode?
1: For me, it's not, it's not even like, I, I I think it's, it, it's inactive, like subconscious. Yeah, I, yeah. That's yeah. just that, maybe that's just my personality, but I think, you know, when you feel it the same way, you know, when you're like hungry, if you've got a if you're a songwriter and you've got a lyric running through your head, you know, that moment that you just like, all right, like drop the, whatever the other drop, the shovel and run to the page. You know, like if you're, I don't know, digging a hole. So (laughs) (laughs) um, that's, that's kind of my process. And, and I think that for me personally, it tends to get better work. Um, And I also say like, I work very strange hours. Like if it's, I got to get up sometimes at four in the morning because like I, you know, I have that, that inclination or sometimes i have to work through the night to four in the morning because it's there at night you know
0: yeah
1: um and i just kind of go with that that flow i can't tell you how to find it there's like a million people on youtube i'm certain that'll help you but like i think you know what it is that i'm talking about if you have a
0: hundred percent i think for me you know, as well I like uh, i think um love like loads of reading or you know like your partner kind of you know consuming all those stories and i think you need to allow yourself to kind of cognitively have a rest and so i find my most kind of magic ideas just comes from you know allowing allowing my brain to rest like when i'm walking outdoors you know and just just thoughts come and come come and go and you know you know write stuff down in your notes on your phone
1: and 100% man and also magic. for <laughs> us it like and i i will add to that like collaboration also really sparks that fire because if somebody else is feeling Passionate about something, about a creative idea or a commercial or whatever it is at the moment. If you just let yourself take ride their wave, you know. If my partner calls me, he's like, "I think I have this great idea." Even if I hate the idea, I just like allow myself to ride his wave. Then we could get to a place where I feel the same way about it, and we're like, now we're bouncing ideas, and we're you know we're getting somewhere.
0: And do you collaborate uh, as a business with other creators? Uh, Constantly, yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: we 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 have three partners. We have one employee, um, but. You, you know, like the scale of productions that we like to do, certainly we try to have at least 10 people on set. So I, I think that's sort of the nature of our industry uh, yeah. in general, just, you know, bringing on other teams. We have, it, it's just a weird thing where it's like, you know, that's technically your competitor if you look at it in one way, but also like, I love those guys, you know, like Fresh Fly Films out of Philadelphia. They're like, you know, we operate in the same space. Sometimes there's certainly a lot like, been around a lot longer than us and have a lot they're a lot more established but i love having their their dp on our set because he's like so you know and yeah. if we can hire that so that's you know something we try to foster a lot is um you know not real. we don't really have competitors we just have other people that love to do this
0: yeah no 100 percent. i think creative collaborations so so important and it's great i guess you know when you're able to kind of do new projects and and find and collaborate with with different creators you know it's such a cross-pollination of, of creativity. You kind of learn a lot from each other. So it's awesome to hear. And that's why Zupa
1: and TLNT are <laughs> the best. <laughs> they really are though. Zupa has been amazing for that.
0: Yeah. So to close out, I'd love to know where people can find you guys. Where can they find some of the shorts? And you know, what's the best way to potentially get in contact as well?
1: Sure. Check out oakleafmedia.com. We are on uh, Instagram at Oakleaf Media on Facebook. I believe it's at Oakleaf Media as well. Uh, and uh, my my personal handle um, on Instagram is Brendan Walsh Music. If you want to see uh, photos of my children and my uh, mediocre singing skills on my kitchen in my kitchen, uh, you can uh, <laughs> uh, hop on there. Um, and then if you know if you are a nonprofit, you can check out oakleafmedia.com slash. Nonprofit videos, and that's our free course um, on how to make nonprofit videos.
0: Awesome! Well, thanks so much for taking the time to speak with us. I think it's been great to learn more about your process and kind of the background and, and all about Oak Oakleaf Media. Uh, really excited to see what's coming up next for you guys. Um, and yeah, keep keep it up. Awesome! I appreciate it, Alex. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much. Cheers. All right, later. Thanks for listening. I hope this podcast can intrigue, inspire, and provide some key tips and tricks for a lot of people. I would really appreciate your help to grow the community. If you know anyone that you think would enjoy this podcast, then please send it their way. And if you can subscribe and leave a review, it would mean so much, and it really supports the show. Thank you, and see you next week.